Hi, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk. My name is Alex Anders and I am a best-selling bisexual romance author and one of the creators of Fluid Style Co., a clothing company created for bisexuals. Bisexual Real Talk is a show where each week I talk about the latest developments, studies, and strides made by the bisexual community. Sometimes I'll talk about what's going right, other times I'll talk about what's going wrong. But always you'll feel empowered and like you found the place where you belong. And if this podcast ever sounds like a YouTube channel, that's because it is. You can always check out Bisexual Real Talk on YouTube and join the conversation in the comments section there. Until then, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk, and let's talk about bisexuality. Hi. So I know I've talked about a lot of bisexual movies, but I gotta do it today. It was not the plan, but I saw a documentary yesterday, and more than that, I went to an event on Wednesday, and I have to talk about those two things together because it kind of, it's playing on my mind, and I thought it was something that needs to be shared with you, and I'll do that as soon as I mention this today's video is brought to you by my latest book. It's not an MMF bisexual romance. It is actually a nonfiction book called how to win the love game and i'll talk more about that at the end of the, at the end of the video until then okay so i went to an event on wednesday i'm gonna briefly tell you what the event was first um you know how bars and clubs can sometimes have theme nights like thursday night is ladies night and some bars might have like a gay night well i've never seen this before but on wednesday this very cool bar in los angeles had a bisexual night and it was mind-boggling for me anyway so but i'm gonna talk more about that um later but i'm gonna talk about it in reference to the documentary i saw yesterday the documentary i saw is called scotty and the secret life of hollywood it's based on scotty bauer's uh tell-all book called full service and essentially this is what it's about. Scotty Bowers is now 91 years old and he is the sharpest 91 year old that you will ever meet. Like his, mentally speaking, he seems like a, a 60 year old, like the way he speaks and all that stuff, like a 60 year old. So he's currently 91 and it's kind of, the document kind of follows him. The reason why his life is interesting is because he, in the 1940s, he, he was in World War II he got out of World War II and he decided to move to Los Angeles. He got a job working at a gas station on Sunset Boulevard, which is actually down the street from me. So um, it doesn't exist anymore, but it was just about down the street from me. Um, but he got a, a job at a gas station. On his first day, a celebrity drove up who he recognized. His name was Walter Pigeon. He was, I didn't recognize his name, but he was on television at the time. He drives up and he says to Scotty, what's a good looking guy like you do working, doing work in a place like this? One thing very quickly led to another, and Scotty gave him the gas and then hopped in his car and drove back to his house with him, in which case they swam naked in, in Walter Pigeon's pool, and then Scotty charged him $20 to have sex with him. Yeah, that was on his first day at the gas station. Very quickly, Walter Pigeon then tells another homosexual person that he knew, who was the most famous, I think it was a set dresser for MGM, um, and then this guy goes and uses Scotty's services for $20. And then this guy, who happened to be linked into apparently every homosexual in Hollywood, then proceeded to tell all of his homosexual friends about Scotty. And then Scotty was so busy 
turning tricks for $20 to all of Hollywood that he couldn't handle it all. And he decided to put an ad in the newspaper looking for guys. And when the guys would come, he would say, okay, here's the deal. If you want to make $20, I have friends that would like to, to suck your penis for $20. You could pretend like it's your girlfriend. You could do whatever you want. Um, but yeah, for $20, you can do that. I won't take any money from you. $20, it's all you. You'll make the $20. But I have these friends. I can't service them all. Would you like these jobs? And these guys would then do it. So then Scotty became, I don't, I can't even say like a pimp because he wasn't a pimp because he wasn't taking money from these other guys. He was just, I don't know, some sort of escort de jour. I don't know. I don't know. But he becomes the most famous escort and escort service for the 1940s and 50s Hollywood elite. And that's... That's why he's focused on this documentary. First, I should say that this documentary is in only one theater in Los Angeles. So if you're looking for this documentary, it's probably going to be hard. Maybe if you live in New York, you'll, there'll be a copy there. Maybe it's Chicago, maybe London, maybe. Um, but essentially, I think what they do is they're releasing it in like one theater and then they're going to release it like Netflix or you know something like that, um, just to say it was in theaters. So look for it there. But this is Scotty's life. And his story is wild. Like, Certainly, he had no problem talking about the celebrities he had sex with. And, and, and one might say, you know, how dare this guy out these celebrities? And, and part of me goes, yeah, you're right. And another part of me goes, well, part of the deal is that Scotty waited for every celebrity to die before um, he talked about him. The dude is 91 years old, right? So he outlived all of them. And now they are all dead. And now, and now only now that he's talking about him. And during his life, there was something called Confidential Magazine back in the 1940s and 50s. And really, it was like the, it was like the National Enquirer of today or like any like tabloid newspaper. And, and they would pay big bucks for any sort of scandal about any celebrity. And there are multiple times when even Scotty was involved with a scandal. Like Vivian Lee, I think, and another female actress had a three-way with Scotty. And the Confidential came and offered him $1,000 to just say this story was real. Like, just confirm the story for me. And he wouldn't take the money. So during the, during the live, during the, while these people were live, he never talked about it. But now everyone, everyone is dead. He decided to talk about it. So, yes, he talks about a lot of celebrities. He talks about Catherine Hepburn. And you guys may not know, like, these names that I'm talking about. But if you know anything about old Hollywood, these are, like, these are the royalty of Hollywood at the time. So, like, Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy, they were... This couple, Catherine Hepburn is just like, if you've never seen a Catherine Hepburn movie, check her out because she, she is an, a star like no other. There is, I don't think there is a female equivalent to Catherine Hepburn today. The strong woman from the 40s and 50s who just wouldn't take any sort of crap from any man. And this is the, this is the 40s and 50s. And she was just, just hashtag life goals. I mean, she's, she's just a really strong woman, a real char strong character. And she, and she was super famous. Um, but apparently... Scotty fixed Catherine Hepburn up with, I think he said something like 150 women throughout her lifetime. And the story was that Spencer Tracy was married and that uh, Catherine Hepburn and he were having this long-term affair. 
And Scotty, uh, Spencer Tracy and, and Catherine Hepburn met on a movie set and they got like had great chemistry together. So they did a couple of movies together. And the theory was that they moved in together, but they didn't. They actually lived in bungalows next to each other. They never, ever had sex. But Catherine Hepburn was into women. Spencer Tracy was into men. So Scotty would find women for Catherine Hepburn and he would have sex with Spencer Tracy while at the same time finding him women as well. So, and, and Scotty is bisexual. He's, you know, absolutely bisexual. So he would go through and, and he talked about how Cary Grant, if you don't know who Cary Grant is, oh man, check out, type in Cary Grant and Alfred Hitchcock because the best Alfred Hitchcock movies have Cary Grant in it. He is, like, he is sort of like a George Clooney sort of um, Tom Hanks type. Like he is the... Like, he is my favorite old-time movie star. But apparently, uh, Cary Grant was, like, his major relationships were all homosexual. And Scotty not only had sex with him, Randolph Scott is this other famous actor, and Cary Grant and Randolph Scott were roommates back in the day, but, of course, they were lovers, and Scotty had sex with each of them individual, individually. Scotty had threesomes with him. Scotty brought in other men, and, and, and just, like, all these things, and Cole Porter apparently is this famous musician with songs you obviously would know because, you know, no matter your age, you've heard him on commercials, you've, you've seen him in movies, you've heard him in movies. Cole Porter was insatiable in terms of the amount of men he would go through in a night. And all these things, like Scotty in the documentary talks about all these things. So for that point, it's interesting. But more than that, I think what's really super interesting is is the perspective of what it was like in the 1940s and 50s to be homosexual or to have homosexual attractions. Because clearly, you know, he didn't just service men. Um, he serviced women too, or he serviced women and men for men. So, you know, these are bisexuals who were wanting to experience either multiple genders or the same gender. So what it was like to be bisexual or homosexual back in the 1940s and 50s, and it's just fascinating in that regard because... You know, there was like a gay bar and the police would come in and they would either take people out and beat them up. And this is in Hollywood, the most liberal place, one of the most liberal places in the world. They would take them out and beat them up or they would take them out and and put them in jail or, you know, put their names in the newspaper and stuff like that. Which is why the Hollywood system was created in part to protect these people. Because, you know, if you are a person who has you know, a same-sex attraction, the only place you can find it is by going to these clubs. And if a club's raided and you get arrested, then the Hollywood system has to come and kind of rescue you, make sure your name doesn't happen in the paper, like, you know, pay everyone off to make sure that doesn't happen. And all of this stuff, like, it was just so different back then. And it's great to kind of see the perspective from back then and then compare it to my life in Hollywood today. So I live in Los Angeles, like the same place that all these sort of things were happening in the 40s and 50s. And then my life is so different. So I said on Wednesday, I went to this bisexual theme night at uh, this bar called um, Tramp Stamp Grannies. It's like this piano piano bar, this new piano bar, which I think is owned by Darren Chris. And if you don't, Darren Chris is an actor from Glee. Um, And he owns this bar. And um, it's actually on a strip I always hang out at. And, and... That Wednesday night, last Wednesday night, they had this uh, by theme night. And it was actually like there was there was a number of people there and a lot of beautiful bisexuals there. And I'm sitting there with another of my bisexual friends who I took with me. 
And I'm looking around and over there is Zelda Williams. Um, Zelda Williams is a filmmaker. Like she did one of the voice characters for, I think it's uh, Korra, The Legend of Korra, you know, the Airbender series animated show. Like she did one of the voices for that. Um, and she did other work, but where you would really recognize her is that her name is Zelda Williams. And her father was one of the greatest comedians to ever walk this planet. So her, Zelda Williams, is over there, like, walking around. She was actually the person who organized the night. So she's walking around, and over there is the person who created the Still Bisexual campaign. And then over there is the guy who is creating that bisexual show for HBO about a black bisexual finding love in Los Angeles. Like, he's sitting in the room over there, and I'm here, you know, with my all that stuff. And... And all these just beautiful, like really attractive people around and, and basically everyone there was bisexual, openly so. And it was just fantastic. Like a couple of years ago, I, I'm proud to say that I created the first large scale dating event in the United States for bisexuals with OkCupid. And that was such a satisfying night. I cried when I did the video about it. Um, but this night, like, that's a dating thing that's very specific. But this was just a bar night. Like, this was just, hey, it's a bi theme night. Come and hang out. And then all these people show up. And, and you're there and you're, like, looking around. And you're just, you're just feeling like, like all these people are like me. Like, I could go up and talk to that guy or that girl. And everyone is, like, you know, generally speaking, interested. And ev not, like, everyone's interested in everyone. But... You know, every gender is okay there and everyone can help. It was an amazing, amazing experience is what I'm saying. And, and the idea that this is how it is today and that's how life was for Scotty back in the 40s and 50s. Man, how far have we come? And, you know, maybe there's not like a bi-theme night in your town right now. And maybe bisexuality isn't as acceptable where you are. You know, maybe you're not in New York, Los Angeles, London, uh, you know, Sydney, or any of the big cities, or Chicago. You know, maybe you don't live in there, and maybe you live in a smaller town, or maybe that it's actually okay in your town, but your family isn't completely cool with it. Just keep in mind that we went from the most liberal city in the world to play time when the cops would beat up people for their homosexual attraction, where there needed to be a person like Scotty so that people could like experience that other aspect of their life that they couldn't any other way. We went from that in the 40s and 50s to now where we have cool bars that have bisexual theme nights. We have gone that far here. So it's just a matter of time that no matter where you are, no matter what country you're in, or no matter what um, city you're in, soon that will be your life too. This is a hopeful video. This is, a, this is an optimistic video, and I, I completely believe it. No matter what your situation is right now, eventually there will come a time when the acceptance that happens here, the acceptance that happens in the big cities, will make it to your state or your country or your town. It's just a matter of time. Because as we see from history, time and situations progress. I hope you like that uh, message and I hope you like the video and I, and I hope you check out the documentary because like I talked about the, that stuff about the documentary because it's the most interesting. But what is also interesting about it is him himself. Like, like he's 91 and I guess because he clearly, he clearly is bisexual. Like he's married to a woman right now.
after all the sex he's had with men, he's now married to a woman. Um, and they're like, there are interesting things that goes on just in terms of him because his wife says to him in the documentary, and she's, I think she looks like she's in like her 70s or 80s. And the wife says to him that she wishes that he, that he would have told her about his other life beforehand because it might have made a difference. And he might, she might not have chose to be with him if she would have known. Right? That's heartbreaking. Now, in another part in the documentary, like someone, she said that her friends asked her, why didn't she just leave him? And she says, I can't because I love him. So I think that the, the juxtapositions of everything in this documentary is just so fascinating. This, you know, the woman who loves him, but at the same time said that if she knew about his life, him as a bisexual, his escort and bisexual life, that she would have met, been with him. And in the documentary, she says how she is how she is kind of not repulsed. That's too strong of a word, but she is really turned off by the thought of two men together. And yet, her husband has been with probably a thousand men or something like just massive amounts of men. And and this is exists like these two things exist at the same time, and that's fascinating. And the fact that he worked with Alfred Kinsey, Alfred, you know, if you know what the Kinsey scale is, like I'm, you know, between zero and seven on the Kinsey scale, he, Scotty worked with Alfred Kinsey. In fact, he was kind of instrumental to his research because Scotty introduced, uh, he met Alfred Kinsey and then introduced Alfred Kinsey to a whole bunch of homosexuals in Los Angeles and I guess in other places in the country. And that helped Alfred, uh, Alfred Kinsey do his very, very famous report. Um, and on top of that, like just in terms of his life and his, you know, this is a guy who was doing, doing escorting and you hear his backstory and his backstory is that when he was about 12 years old or maybe even earlier, he lived on a farm and the farm family that he lived next to, like there was, you know, a father, husband and wife, and then they had like two kids, but the father would have him come over and the father would pay him to masturbate him at age 12 and stuff and then after they moved their scotty's family moved from this farming town to chicago on the very first day they lived across the street from a church so the priest comes across as like they're moving their stuff out of the car into the house and the priest you know says you know if there's anything that you need please feel free to stop by and stuff like that but scotty's looking at the priest going that guy that guy likes boys and then proceeds to have sex and stuff with the priest across the way, and the priest would pay him out of the collection pot. But not just that, that priest would then introduce Scott, Scotty to a whole bunch of other priests, and those priests would do the same thing. So at the same time where Scotty was doing the service when he was an adult, he was also escorting as a child at age 12 and 13 and 14 and after, like as well as the priest, he would go and like escort himself in Chicago. And like, so, so this guy's life is not only interesting from a Hollywood perspective, but I mean, he has a tragic life. And on top of that, he was in World War, World War One or World War Two, and saw so many hundreds of his friends die. So he's still at age 91, wakes up with these uh, flashbacks of the war and he, is, he had a wife die. He had a daughter die from um, a botched abortion back in the 19, I think it was the 1950s, 60s. 
So, I mean, it's just a fascinating documentary. And I, I actually want you to see it. So when I talk about movies, I say, yeah, I think you should see it. I think you'll enjoy it and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, go see, go see it. This movie, I want you to go look out, look out for because it will put your life and your bisexuality in perspective. And it's always great to get a historical perspective on stuff. And his life is just fascinating. And during the entire documentary, even though he's clearly bisexual and mean, I'm like, yeah, no, say bisexual, blah, blah, blah. But he never, he has no label. He doesn't label himself. And he has this idea that everyone he fixed up with men was gay. And he's 91, so you can't like blame him or anything. But I mean, clearly they're not. Like even when he said that he would, get a guy, like when a guy celebrity or a guy anyone wanted to be with a man and woman at the same time, he just assumed the guy was gay, even though it involved a woman. So it's not like he has the most progressive ideas, but again, 91 years old, what do you expect, right? But it's just fascinating. Just it, if you can find the documentary, check it out um, because it really, it's sad and interesting. And when you look compared to your own life, you know, it makes you feel hopeful about the way things are going and just everything. This is a full realm of emotions and just a very interesting story. So check it out. If you are offended by attractive, seeing uh, the penises of attractive men, you should probably not watch this documentary because a lot there are a lot of pictures in this uh, documentary that are full, full vision. Just a warning. But yeah, so go and check that out. But now, um, if you like the video, give it a thumbs up and all that stuff. But uh, this video is sponsored by my latest book, which is How to Win the Love Game. It is my first ever, like, purely non-fictional book. It is available now everywhere you can buy books. Um, it's for pre-order on Amazon. Um, check it out. In the book, I take, you know, my video, the five stages, I'm sorry, my video, uh, Am I Bisexual quiz. I talk about how dopamine is the way you can tell whether or not you're bisexual or not. I expand on that idea a lot and I expand on it in terms of love. And the, and the premise is that, you know, basically love is a game. Love is a game where you need to get 100 points. You get 100 points from um, oxytocin and from dopamine. And I go through like my life, why my life turned out the way I am. I talk about my bisexuality. I talk about like the fact that I'm dopamine insensitive and stuff like that and how it's affect my relationships. Um, and then I talk about how you can find love. Um, I talk about specifically, you know, how as myself as a bisexual has been affected by the love game and how I can use the love game as a bisexual to fall in love and all that stuff. So I, you know, I hope that you go and check it out. I put a lot of work into it, put a lot of thought into it. And I, and I think as a bisexual, I think you will get something from it if you do check it out. So please, if you can check that out also, um, there's a link for the description below, but you can also check out my t-shirts and you can check out my lapel pins in the link description below, as well as my MMF bisexual romances. If you would like to support this podcast or just pick up some really cool bisexual merchandise, you can check out my bisexual romances on Amazon. I write under the pen name A. Anders. You can check out my bisexual t-shirts on Amazon by searching for the company Bisexual Real Talk. And you can go to Fluid Style Co.'s website at www.fluidstyleco.com. There you'll find plaid flannels for women and plaid dress shirts for men, 
all in the pride flag colors, specifically the bisexual, queer, asexual, and sexually fluid flag colors. Please support the channel and check it out. Until the next podcast, stay cooler, my bisexual friend. Stay cooler. Bye.